Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are tuning in from. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. This is your alternative BBC or the bullish Bitcoin channel, where if you want to get Bitcoin conversation, come and join me every Monday and every Thursday at 6pm London, where I go live. No uploads here, people. I always go live. Today is the 24th of October 2022. And as this states, you don't need to panic. You just need to buy and hold and build a mega strong hand. That is all I've done over the last five and a half, nearly six years. Stack Satoshis and learn from people that have gone before and built a mega strong hand to tune out the noise and not get involved with the highs and lows of the day-to-day -day, uh, Bitcoin price. So welcome, everyone. If you are brand new to the channel, it is so important that you, whoops, you check out, I can never do this, this disclaimer down here. No financial advice on this channel. You are not going to get it. Okay, if you're new also, you need to be checking out ukbitcoinmaster.com. I think there's close to six, uh, four, 500 videos up there nearly now. And if you go to bitcoininterviews.com, you can check out all the interviews that I've done to date. There is enough information over there to help you, if you are new, learn about why we Bitcoin. So do go there. OK, very, very quickly before we get into the show, I want to see who we've got in the chat. Now, before I do that, if I met you at the weekend in Scotland and you uh, watch this channel, even if you don't watch it live, thanks for being here. I met a load of you uh, at the weekend that said, yeah, yeah, we follow your channel. And if you do and you've watched one of these videos, then give it a like and give us a comment. That would be absolutely superb. Appreciate it. Okay, so proud Zionist Jew, aka Adam Meister, is with us. Welcome, Adam, as always. We've got Johnny Midas coming in from the desert, Yorkie Bitcoiner from the north of the UK. We've got John Gravit from the south. I can see Chaz Old in the house. Welcome to you, Chaz. My lovely wife, Elaine, is with us as well. Um, Sam Wright has joined us. Welcome to you, Sam. In fact, let me just move that over because that's just a little bit cutting it off. Who else have we got? Stacking Richie is in the house. Uh, great to have you all in the house. Don't forget to retweet this and share it if you think it is worthwhile. Okay, let's very, very quickly get on over to the desktop. And the first thing we'll look at literally is not the price because we know the Bitcoin price is down. It is in its correction phase. In my opinion, it is consolidating, but we are around the 20K mark. What I want to draw your attention to is the fact that right now, if you've got a spare dollar kicking around or a buck or whatever you call it, you can currently get what 5,190 Satoshis for that dollar. What does that mean if you're new? A Satoshi is a fraction of a Bitcoin, okay? And to get 5,100 of them for a dollar or 51,000 of them for $10, it means you can buy fractions of a Bitcoin. And I would encourage anyone, no financial advice, to do that on a consistent basis over time and let what is going to play out 
play out and none of us have got a crystal ball. I'm just simply saying. Hey, Hackney Bitcoiner, it was really superb to meet you as well uh, over the weekend. It really was. So thanks for coming up and saying hi. Uh, I loved that part of it. Now, what I want to do before we get into the show and my video from Greg Foss is just a little bit of a recap from my point of view uh, as to what happened over the weekend in Scotland. I've got a few pickies I just wanted to show you all. It was just incredible to being in a room with people like this. Well, we know Jeff Booth, Natalie Brunel. You've got uh, Pierre Corbin on the left there. He's the guy that... Um, uh, created the documentary uh, The Great Reset and the Rise of Bitcoin. I would encourage you to check that out. And of course, all these people have swapped contact details, etc. So uh, watch this space. So that was a good one. Again, Elaine and I met Jeff Booth um, in person to get some of these pickies. I had the absolute delight of meeting this guy. Now, if you're new to all of this, you'll probably look at this guy and think, what the heck is that? He is one of the early Bitcoin cypherpunks. His name is Adam Back. He's the C he is the CEO of Blockstream. Um, this is one revered individual, if that makes sense. He was one of the people on Satoshi Nakamoto's mailing list in the very early days of Bitcoin. And I had the pleasure of connecting with uh, Adam Back, which was superb. Again, uh, the lovely Natalie Brunel. Um, it was really funny. We were having a right laugh about her being a, a journalist, etc., and going on mainstream TV, how we got to get the lighting right. And she made me take uh, picture after picture to get things right. It was just absolutely a hoot. It really was. Um, and these two guys, I've got to tell you something. Uh, Larry Lepard, both Larry and Greg were fantastic. Larry Lepard is a true gentleman. I spent time with him, had lots of conversations uh, with Larry. And I've got to say, this guy works out and he is flipping massive. I've got to say that. It was quite crazy. You can see the size of me there compared uh, to Larry and even uh, Greg Foss. Uh, Greg, again, a true gentleman, spent some time with him in the evening and his lovely wife, which was uh, superb. There's a picture of us there with uh, Larry and his wife. And there's a reason I'm showing you these, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Samson Mao. Oh, my God. Samson Mao was of Blockstream. He's responsible for getting the Bitcoin bond into El Salvador, connected with Samson. He was there um, as well. Here's a great picture of uh, Greg and his lovely wife, uh, Julie, and us there. Um, just wanted to share some of these with those of you that are not on Twitter to see all this lot um, flying around. We had some incredible panels uh, over the weekend. You know, this is one with Natalie Brunel, Greg Foss, Larry Lepard and Jeff Boo. It was just absolutely superb. And you had to see, be there to feel what was going on. There's Larry uh, doing his stuff. And we had Samson Mao there as well. We had the uh, CEO of Ibex there that are working out in El Salvador with the Lightning Network, um, etc., there's another shot of uh, um, Natalie Brunel on stage with uh, Jeff Booth, um, Larry, uh, sorry, Greg giving it all uh, his stuff as well. And to finish up the two days, which was blinding, Jordan and Jim 
Just way to go, dudes. This was incredible. We had um, a piper. There she is, Louise there, outside of the venue and playing the bagpipes. And all the people were gathering around wondering what's going on. And then once everyone was outside, um, we then she played these bagpipes and we followed her. And this guy was leading with that great big B all the way along the street and down the hills of Edinburgh to where the evening party took place. And the energy was absolutely fantastic. I can't tell you. Um, now, why am I telling you all that? Because it, when you're there, you can feel it. You do not experience it when you're listening to maybe me showing you these pictures. And I'm sure, because I've been there, where people are saying, no, oh, it's too much money. I really can't afford to do that. I'm telling you what it costs you compared to the value that it gives you is extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. To be able to stand there and hold a conversation with Lawrence Lepard, you know, this is a gold bug of nearly 40 or over 40 years who's now come out and publicly stated Bitcoin is the fastest horse in the race. When you're having a conversation with Jeff Booth and asking him personal questions and questions about Bitcoin and he's giving you his insights and his takes and, you know, stuff that he discuss, discusses in his book, The Price of Tomorrow, you can't put a price on it. You simply can't. Greg Foss, well, Foster Boss, I mean, crikey, that guy has got so much energy, it's flipping crazy. I'm actually looking at my monitor, and three minutes before we went live, everything went pear-shaped, and I had to reboot, so it looks like I'm a little bit <clears throat> out of sync. So if I am out of sync, uh, my apologies for that. Um, I couldn't do anything about it. It went wrong three minutes before we went live. I was sat here relaxing, ready to go live, and everything started flicking around. So my point... If a conference comes up and you can possibly get to it, do try and get to it because your belief goes through the roof. Absolutely. Yeah, Hackney Bitcoin, amen, worth every penny. Literally, your belief goes, it skyrockets. When pe people were coming up to uh, me throughout the two days, shaking my hand and saying, hi, um, I watch your channel. You don't know me, but I am. There were people coming up to me, really interesting. Um, I'll give you an example. I'm not going to dox anyone, but there's a guy on Twitter called Lord Snooty of Bitcoin. Um, and he's got the, uh, the, the, uh, his picture, his logo is Leslie Phillips. He's a, a, an old comedian in the UK. Now, when this guy said who he was, I nearly fell over. It wasn't bad. He was just so different to what I'd expected looking at his Twitter bio, just, just, but it was incredible to meet these people. And you won't get that by just listening to me. You will not feel the emotion. You will not feel the connection unless you go there yourself. And it was just mind blowing. Are we tired? My goodness. Yeah. Going up to Scotland, we drove up and we had a halfway stop in, in a Premier Inn. But coming home, we did it in one hit. And boy, was I exhausted last night when we got home. But was what we discovered, the people we met and the messages we heard worth being exhausted and paying the money, flipping out. Absolutely incredible. So if you just joined us, go back to the beginning. I've shown loads of pictures there of the Bitcoin conference in Scotland we just experienced over the last couple of days. So let's get into um, the show in earnest. I mean, this is all part of the show. 
You know, I'm not going to make any apology. I've had people, you know, message me or put messages in the comments saying seven minutes on an intro. No, this is not an intro. This is part of my show trying to impart on you guys that weren't there what you missed by not being there. It was just absolutely incredible. Anyway, we move on. So, again, I was talking about Greg Foss. Elaine and I were extremely lucky. We sat down with uh, Greg and his lovely wife um, for a good hour or more at the um, after party. I will say Greg had had a couple and he was full of beans and full of energy, but we just all had a great chat. I mean, the music was loud, but we had an awesome conversation. And to be able to sit down and spend that time with Foster Boss was just absolutely mind blowing. And his energy off of a camera, his belief off of a camera is exactly the same as it is when he's on a camera. And both him and Larry Lepard both said that they've made, they made it that, well, all of them did, but these guys really accentuated it. They've made it their absolute mission to make sure their kids and grandkids have a better world after they've gone than what's been going on over the last 40 years with this, you know, everything bubble in the upward direction that's finally starting to crumble. And even, I've got to say, and Larry won't mind me saying this, he got quite emotional on stage on one of the panels about it was really 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 got to him how he's just sick of the way the world's going and it needs stopping the corruption is out there etc etc Vinny Rondo's in the house hello Vinny welcome to you I don't Frosty Ashington has joined Ashington has joined us welcome to you as well don't forget to pound that like button Lance Hoddle I can see you there as well just looking down the list uh, if you want me to give me a shout out I'll give you a shout out type in UK Bitcoin Master uh, then a message it will light up in orange and I'll gladly give you a shout out so Greg Foss um, I recently saw him on a podcast before we went to Scotland and he was again talking, you know, about uh, what's going on and the game theory that is at play. Now, most regular people in Bitcoin, you know, are just stacking their sats and watching a few pods and, you know, hoping that number go up, etc. But when you get behind where Greg is coming from, he's saying that this game theory is already playing out. And then again, during this video, he gives his thesis on how he believes as a 40-year money manager or a Wall Street trader or whatever he is, uh, how Bitcoin gets to 2 million and beyond. Now, I know many of you that watch lots of podcasts have maybe heard this before, but you know, this was a longer um, podcast and I clipped a little bit out of it. So I'm just going to let it run. It's about four and a half, five minutes, something like that. And I'll interject where I uh, deem it necessary, but I'm trying to create some value for you guys so that you can get an idea of where the big players in this space believe this thing um, is going. So let's let me run this video now. BlackRock's not doing it of their own volition. BlackRock is doing it as number one asset allocator in the world. BlackRock is doing it because the number five asset allocator in the world, Fidelity, has been studying Bitcoin for over five years. Okay. Actually, Fidelity. That's game theory, isn't it? So BlackRock are the largest asset manager, assets on, asset manager on planet Earth. And Fidelity are not far behind them. But Fidelity go first and BlackRock are being forced into it. Listen. Fidelity started mining Bitcoin in something like 2015. 
as an experiment to understand this beautiful technology. So if you're number one, and remember, Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, number one, was against Bitcoin categorically, but Fidelity didn't care. And they kept studying it and they kept offering it to their clients or started offering it to their clients to the point where BlackRock, which competes against number five, said, oh boy, we're going to lose clients to the number, to the competition if we don't offer Bitcoin as well. So I don't believe BlackRock embraced it like Fidelity. I believe BlackRock had to out of fear of competitive disadvantage if they weren't, inv- if they weren't offering it, the, their clients would go to Fidelity because they wanted to get exposure to Bitcoin. So yes, my thesis is playing out. Now, just one year ago, doesn't make a victory lap, okay? I'm playing this over the long run. And I noticed a couple of, I love your comments here in the side. You have heard me talk before because someone said 900 trillion is the total addressable market. And I agree with that. So if Bitcoin is less than 1 trillion, thank you, Delta One. The total addressable market for Bitcoin is 900 trillion US dollars. That includes 400 trillion of debt, which I mentioned in that tweet. Below that is 300 trillion of real estate. Below that, 100 trillion of global equities. So we're up to 800 trillion. And below that is 100 trillion of other assets, including gold. Yeah, you know, that little thing that Shifty Pete is so excited about, but has never worked (laughs) properly. All right, you got 10 trillion of gold. You got currencies, commodities, everything else is another 100 trillion. In total, 400 plus 300 plus 100 plus 100 is 900 trillion US dollars. 900 trillion. People, you want to try and get a handle on what a trillion is. We throw... Um, you know, the word a trillion around like it's nothing. But, you know, it's absolutely staggering what a trillion is. Go back a few shows and look at the video I ran that actually showed what a trillion is. It is massive, you know, and, you know, 900 trillion in financial assets around the world. If Bitcoin can't maybe take five or 10 percent of that, over time but listen to what he talks about total addressable market beautiful if bitcoin gets five percent of that let's run some quick math five percent of 900 trillion in today's dollars 45 trillion 45 trillion divided by 21 million whoa we're over two million bucks us per bitcoin in today's dollars i don't know i've never seen a better asymmetric trade in my life and the opportunity to own Bitcoin. I got involved in Bitcoin in 2016. I will tell you from a risk manager with 30 plus years of experience, Bitcoin is a better risk adjusted trade today than it was in 2016. And the question would be why? And I would say simply it's operated flawlessly for the last five years from 2016 or six years now, 2016 to 2022. More importantly though, it was the government response to COVID where they printed another 30 trillion dollars of money out of thin air. All right. Like people do the math. This is so simple. If you own zero Bitcoin, you are exposing yourself to far more portfolio risk than if you own. And there's where I come two to 5%. Of your- okay. When I got into Bitcoin in 2017, you know, people said, oh, it's irresponsible owning Bitcoin. We've moved on five and a half years and everyone is saying you are irresponsible now if you don't own Bitcoin. And, you know, 
some people you just can't get this through to. But you've got people like Foss, who I met at the weekend. You know, this guy has done it all of his life. When you listen to his backstory about how he first graduated and got his first job and he looked at the figures of the company and he was saying that, that you know, the, you, the Canada's broke and they said to him, yeah, but don't tell anyone. You know, this guy knows his stuff. And yet, what, you know, pe we can't get people to listen to us. I find it staggering. I really do. We don't need, we're not, we're not proclaiming that Bitcoin is going to take over the world and it's going to be 100%, well, you know, it probably will at some point in the future when I'm not here anymore. But, you know, even if 5% of that happens, a $2 million Bitcoin, think about that if you owned a quarter of it or half a Bitcoin or you built up to one Bitcoin and then it went to 2 million. Yes, we're valuing that in fiat. But ultimately, as you grow your portfolio of Bitcoin or your Bitcoin pot, I should say, you'll start to learn what makes Bitcoin unique. And then you'll understand that one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. 0.2 of a Bitcoin is 0.2 of a Bitcoin, which means that whatever you own of the total supply can't ever de be debased. You will always own that, which is not the same when you're dealing in crappy fiat currencies, I tell you. Uh, who did I just see? Matthew Underhill. Get well soon, Matt. Uh, you're not well. Oops, house full of illness. Peter Connors joined us. Welcome, Peter. Good to see uh, you in the house. Let's run this final part of the clip from uh, Greg Foss. Your portfolio. That's all I'm asking everybody in the world to own two to five percent of their portfolios net worth in Bitcoin. Why? Because it's insurance on the fiat Ponzi. And the reality is there's a lot of people that we interact with that say, Foss, you're such a bear. Why wouldn't you own more? No, I do own more. I'm just telling people that don't own any you got to get to 2 to 5% to protect your future wealth for your children. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And on the other side of the spectrum, if you have people that say they have to be 100% allocated to Bitcoin, look, I don't manage risk the same way. But the point is, my allocation or even a 5% allocation, if it goes up 100-fold, which I think it could, again, trading at 20,000, I think it could go over 2 million. That's 100 times. Okay, 100 times upside. If you own 5% of your portfolio in something that goes 100 times higher, damn, you're talking real money. You're talking real wealth generation. The problem is most people will not take the advice now because they're going to say, oh, I'm going to wait for it to trade down to 14,000 because I'm so smart. And then if it does hit 14,000, they'll be like, oh boy, I better not buy it now because the price is going down. People understand this is a 20-year trade and investment. This is your insurance on your future. A 20-year trade, not a get in now and make some money overnight, people. Buy, hold, get on with life. That's what I've always said on this channel. If you are focusing on the day-to-day -day price and you don't understand how Bitcoin is evolving, you're going to get totally freaked out, which is ridiculous. But learn about it. If you feel it's got value, buy some, get it off an exchange onto some kind of cold storage. That has got to be the narr narrative that we push forward, people. Do not leave your Bitcoin on an exchange because not your keys, not your coins, and you'll lose it. And we're just trying to push that narrative. But buy it, hold it for your kids, grandkids, 
for the future. And I'm telling you, you will not go far wrong. So, um, right, let's move over to the desktop again very, very quickly before we get into some tweets. If you want to support the show, and I don't do the show for financial gain, there's three SATS addresses if you want to drop a few SATS. There's also there a Buy Me a Cup of Coffee page if you want to do that. I want to shout out to Joseph Rotniak yet again. Bought me three cups of coffee after the last show. So, Joe, that is much appreciated, my friend. I understand why people don't want to get rid of their SATS. And if you don't want to get rid of your SATS, then buy me a cup of coffee if you want to drop me a tip and tip and you really, really don't have to. Again, I do not run the show for any type of financial gain. I've said that before and I'll continue to say it. So a quick uh, have a look at some tweets I found to pull the show together. Uh, David Bailey from Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, my DCA strategy, go all in now. And as you get additional cash later, also use that to buy more Bitcoin. Boom. It's pretty well what we've done, actually. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying you should do that. I'm simply saying I'm a bit of a nutcase. When I get my teeth into something, I just go all in. And I've done that with Bitcoin. And then I add more as and when I can. Uh, the real plan C, whoever that is, somebody might tell me 91.35% of all the Bitcoin that will ever be mined has already been mined. 91.35%. What percent of the fiat currency that will ever be printed has already been printed? No one knows because they can just print it whenever they like debase the currency and make the poor poorer and the rich richer. Bitcoin is your our one chance. This is your one chance to front run financial institutions, banks, nation states and get into Bitcoin before they pile in. Because when they do pile in and they take the number up, tenfold, twentyfold, fiftyfold, whatever it's going to be, that means whatever you're holding, they drive up for you. So you've got one chance to front run them, people. And, you know, I say this on pretty well every one of my shows. Do not miss this most incredible opportunity um, to get ahead. Uh, Mike Alfred, I use quite a few of his tweets. Bitcoin is algorithmic money truth on the blockchain. It doesn't participate in government and central bank shenanigans. It doesn't trade favours, play politics, manipulate markets or insider trade. It's completely rules-based, fair and transparent. And I love the last bit. It is time for Bitcoin. Now, that doesn't mean today or this week or this month or this year. But this time in history, be it five years, 10 years, 50 years, it is Bitcoin's time. And I was saying this to somebody at the conference in Scotland. I can't even explain to you what, how I feel, but I just feel here. And what do I know? Listen, I'm just some regular dude from the UK, but I just feel something is going on. There is a change afoot that's already happening it's just playing out and most people are missing it. Um, crazy. Absolutely crazy. Don't miss this, people. Please don't. Dr. Jeff Ross, a.k.a. Dr. Bear, as he's referred to. If someone gets asked about Bitcoin 
and he stroke she starts talking about crypto, good or bad, interchangeably with Bitcoin, then that person does not understand Bitcoin, period. And you know what? I absolutely 100 wholeheartedly agree with Jeff there because we heard it a lot at the conference where certain guests were talking of crypto in general and they just weren't getting that there is Bitcoin and then there's the rest of the crap coins or crypto. It is Bitcoin, not crypto, period. And finally on this one, if you think I'm talking a load of twaddle, go and Google Bill Miller, legendary billionaire investor, Bill Miller. He said to Forbes, buy Bitcoin. It is an insurance policy against financial disaster. That is not me, the UK Bitcoin master from a little corner of the UK telling you that. That is a legendary billionaire investor telling Forbes to buy Bitcoin as an insurance policy against financial disaster. People, I can't, that's the reason I show you these tweets. The reason I run these videos is because I can understand why you would think, who's this UK Bitcoin master bloke? How is he qualified to tell us what's going to happen or what we should be doing? I'm not. I'm trying to help you to see this through the eyes of really mega billionaire investors, Wall Street financial whizzes that have seen the light in Bitcoin. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing and getting you to try and wake up and see it yourself and not miss what is coming. That is all I'm trying to do here. I love this quote. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit, said Aristotle. What does that mean? We are what we repeatedly do. If you keep on doing the wrong thing, you're going to keep getting the wrong results. Okay? If you keep on watching television, that is not going to inform you about markets, what's going on in the world, Bitcoin, why it might go down, why it might go up, why it's all over the place, how it's linked to the financial markets. Look, five and a half years ago, I knew jack about nothing. I'll keep it like that. I knew nothing about financial markets, Wall Street, equities, bonds. I still don't understand a whole bunch of that stuff. But I do understand now enough to know why everything's going belly up and Bitcoin is that insurance policy. So all I ask you to do, we are what we repeatedly do, is repeatedly try and learn as much as you possibly can, as fast as you can, about why Bitcoin, which is why I subheading this channel, why we Bitcoin, or you know what I talk about is this is why we Bitcoin. It's all going on out there, people. A lot of commentators are saying the world's going to crap. It's all going to crumble. There's an argument that says it will. There's another camp that says it won't. It doesn't matter. Bitcoin is an insurance policy against financial collapse. So build a well because the forecasters say the drought is coming. If the drought doesn't come, so what? You built a well and you were prepared. 
But the alternative is to ignore the forecasters. The drought comes. It's too late to build a well. And you and your family, you die because you've got no water. That's the whatever the word is. Um, comparison, if that makes sense. Get off a of zero is my best advice. No financial advice. I can't give it. I really can't. So if you joined us late, I implore you go back to the beginning of the show and look at the first five or six minutes where I gave a bit of a, you know, an update on what happened over the weekend in Scotland. I've got to tell you something now. It blew my mind to be in the room with those leading lights in Bitcoin. And, you know, I know Adam Meister's in the chat. I know um, he's always said, don't pedestal anyone. But here's the thing. These people are some of the greatest minds in Bitcoin right now. The Booths, the Fosses, the Lepards, uh, etc. You know, and I would rather listen to them than the mainstream media FUD machine that will make sure you die broke. That is not me. And if it isn't you, get in the rabbit hole and go back to bitcoininterviews.com and watch all my interviews that I did with Foss, Larry Lepard, Natalie Brunel, James Lavish, Preston Pish and more. And I can tell you, with many of the people that I met at the conference and connected with, there's going to be more interviews coming up. So watch this space, people, because there could be some blinders. Just a little heads up there. That is it. Uh, what is today? Today is Monday. I'd never know whether it's Monday or Thursday. That is your bullish Bitcoin channel live show for today, Monday, the 24th of October, 2022. Cannot believe that we're in the last quarter of this year. Where the heck did that go? And then we'll be into 2023. So please, if you're listening on the podcast, share it where you listen. Um, if you're watching this after the event is finished, then please drop a comment. It helps the YouTube algorithm keep this more current so more noobs can find it that are Google, Googling uh, Bitcoin. Please support me. Um, like this video, share it, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell button and click all so you get notified when I go live. But for now, that is it. I'm out. Thanks, as always, for your support. Those of you wondering when the 21 Million Club next one is coming up, uh, a little heads up, it's pretty certain going to be the 12th of November. There's some weekend issues that we're going through at the moment. So it's likely to be the 12th of November. So put that in your diary and email will be coming out soon. But that is it. I'm done. Have a great week wherever you are. Great morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for supporting me in this channel. I was overwhelmed with how many people came up to me at the weekend and said, look, I never comment, but I always watch your shows. I love your energy. I love your bullishness. And that made me feel so good. It makes me want to continue putting content out, even if it's not charts and TA and price predictions. I'm just me, chose to go live twice a week and rant. You don't want to hear any more from me. Catch you all on Thursday.